Hello, my friend, Jenny Holbert here. Welcome to the Wild Wellness Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about how to stay motivated and stick with new habits. So a lot of times people will ask me some version of this question or I'll hear it in our conversations. Like, why is staying motivated so difficult? Or I just can't stay motivated to do that. So essentially, they're asking, why is this so challenging for me? And the way I see it, motivation is what moves us to take action. And I think at the same time, it's very complex because so many things in our lives are connected, which is why my approach to fitness and wellness is so holistic, because I'm sure you can relate to this example. If you feel stressed from work, that can impact your workout later on. Or if you feel tired from a workout, then your food choices could be influenced by that or your relationships. And on some level, I think we all know that when something is tough, those negative feelings that we're having tend to move through everything and oftentimes are impacting lots of things in our lives. So why is it so difficult for us to get motivation or stay motivated? I think one of the reasons that I want to highlight for you at first is because we might lack clarity. So we struggle with motivation sometimes when we don't know what we want or why it's important. Because when you don't have clear goals or plans, it's really easy to let yourself off the hook on something. So feeling motivated is a result of being clear on both the steps and the reason why you want to do it. I mean, think of it like this. Imagine you show up at the start line of a running race next week because you know you want to run, but you have no idea what the distance is. It could be a 5K, could be a marathon, could be 100 miles. You're not clear on the goal and you're not even sure of the course because it's not marked either. So you don't really know where you're going. You're just out there to run. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, right? But if you think about a race, there's a defined distance, there's a defined trail or route that you're on, <laughs> but yet we do the same thing when we say, I want to work out more, but then you don't take the time to clarify what the workout is, like when you're doing it, how long you're doing it, exactly what you're doing and all the things that go along with that. So if you're saying you're wanting to work out consistently, for example, but you struggle to get up in the morning when it's still dark and it's cold outside, ask yourself, what specific workout am I wanting to do? Am I training for a specific race? Do I just want to get my body moving more? Am I making a comeback from an injury? Get clear on what the goal is, what the training plan is. And if you need to, get help with that from a fitness pr professional. It may even help to ask yourself, how will I know when I have reached that goal? How will I know that I'm feeling good about where I'm at with my workouts and what I'm doing? And the other piece to be clear on with goals is why you're doing it. So having the motivation to follow through is not just clear on what it is you're doing and how you're doing it, but why is it important? Who do you want to become because of it? What's the payoff? What's the feeling that you're going for? How does it impact your life? Even asking it this way, what will happen if you don't do it? How will you feel if you don't go for it? I think people sometimes avoid the what and the why clarity steps because they've often had a goal that they didn't reach when they said they wanted to and it left them feeling frustrated. And I've totally been there too. I mean, we don't all reach goals on the timelines that we originally set. And if we don't, then sometimes we think we failed. 
But yet we're not realizing at times when that happens that all the steps we've made along the way were actually mini successes. So that's why I recommend focusing on why you're doing it, but then focusing on the action steps as goals themselves. So they can still have numbers and dates attached to them. They can be things that you are clear on what they are and how you're going to do them, but they're things you have control over rather than the outcome, which sometimes can be influenced by many other factors that are out of your control, right? So back to the question about motivation and how it moves us to take action and why it's so difficult sometimes for us to stay motivated, to be moved to take action. You have to know where you're going, when you're going to show up for it, and why you're showing up. So one other thought on the motivation piece here. Another question that comes up about motivation is, does motivation come before a habit or do you create a habit and then that's why you get motivation? And I think it might be a little bit of both. This is just my take on it, of course, but it makes me think of an example where it's habit that leads to motivation and it's Mel Robbins' five-second rule concept. So great book, Mel Robbins wrote the five-second rule, but she talks about how when you're thinking of doing something, you count down five, four, three, two, one, and then go. Like getting out of bed in the morning. If you're someone who always hits the snooze button, turns the alarm off, and you need to get up, and you want to get up at that time, five, four, three, two, one, up or you're going to do the workout, but before you have time to talk yourself out of it, you five, four, three, two, one, get your shoes on. So what this does is it gets us into action and reinforces our belief in ourselves. Because when we believe that we are someone who follows through on something, then that actually adds to feeling motivated. It's called our self-efficacy. And it is really the belief in our ability to do a particular thing. So again, when we build that, it builds our motivation. And you build belief and motivation when you draw from past experiences too. So if you can point to examples in the past where you have followed through with something like that, when you've succeeded at accomplishing things that you didn't think that you would accomplish or you didn't think you would follow through on and you reflect on that, then that can be really helpful to build motivation too and create those habits. So reflect on those times when you accomplish something, think about how you did it, how can those accomplishments now be channeled to help you achieve future goals, and what do those accomplishments say about your ability to succeed? Those are some good questions to ask yourself. Because to get motivation before you develop a habit is the other way that I would look at this here. And that reminds me of kind of that phrase where you say you think of seeing it to believe it. I mean, actually, it's believe it to see it, right? <laughs> but in this case, see it to believe it is what I'm going to play with because visualization is a powerful tool. Not only is seeing helping us to believe when it comes to self-efficacy, believing is also seeing in that case because you're getting results. Um, visualization is seeing that before you actually get there. So it not only primes your brain for success and enhances your belief in your ability, but it's going to help you to actually take the smaller steps that you need to reach your end goal. So seeing it to believe it in terms of visualizing that outcome that you want and letting yourself feel it in terms of what it's like when you're actually already there. 
like act like you are already experiencing it, already doing it, and allow yourself to believe that you're someone who is meeting up with that. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to believe in order to see that result, but they do, it, it, it's a yo-yo. It kind of goes back and forth. I hope that's not too confusing as I'm explaining it. It totally makes sense in my mind. Um, but visualization is the idea here. See it to believe it. And then believing it kind of, it basically like kicks it back to it. You know, when you have that belief, then it allows you kind of feeds back in to the visualization to help you see it more clearly. Maybe that helps to think about it that way. So when you're thinking about habits, you might even be someone who is like, okay, so I want to make a change. I want to stay more motivated towards something, but how do I stay motivated and stick with new habits that I'm wanting to create? So we've talked about how to stay uh, motivated towards something and the fact that you have to know what you're doing and how you're doing it and why you're doing it. And then we talked about the fact that habit and motivation can be linked through our uh, ability to take action and build that belief and that self-efficacy. But there's a couple other things that we are wanting to do when it's coming to making a change and creating a habit. And the first thing is the clarity, knowing the what and the why. You have to know what you're wanting to create a habit around. But another strategy that I have found so helpful is setting triggers. So when you give yourself positive triggers, these are like cues in your everyday life that lead you to take action automatically. So maybe Every day on your way home from work, you have a snack that fuels you for the workout that you're going to do when you get home later. And the result is you're not hitting the door hungry or hangry with no willpower to work out and saying, see, I'm just not motivated to do it. Well, really, if you backtrack, there's a trigger that you could have set up for yourself to help you do that. Or maybe every morning after you have breakfast, you commit to 10 minutes of yoga before you get ready for the rest of the day or vice versa. You might want to do the yoga before you have breakfast, but whatever it is, it's a small step, like whatever you can wrap your head around. Maybe it's five minutes of meditation before bed. I also use essential oils to connect exercise with a positive and energized state and mood. I will use a peppermint drop under my tongue to energize me beforehand. I'll use a blend called Motivate. Actually, it's a blend of citrus and mint oils, and I'll roll that on my wrists. But that really anchors me into, okay, this is happening. And now the other thing that's going to be linked with that is getting triggered next. So there's a couple things that I think about in our lives that actually kill our motivation and just really make it wane. So I want to talk about a few of those before I go, because I think when it comes to staying motivated, we have to be aware of these things too. And one of them is comparison. How many times are you comparing your start line to someone else's finish line? You know what I mean here? I hope that it's like they have been doing this for 10 years or they have months of training in or something that's, you know, they, you're not seeing all the steps that they have already taken on that journey that you're wanting to go on. And you're comparing where you are now to where they have landed because you want to be there and you admire that, but without seeing the whole picture and all the miles they've put in, so to speak, it's really going to be difficult for you to stay motivated if you're just comparing and saying, I can't even match up with that. So know that when you see someone else's success and you're comparing yourself, that part of you is actually seeing yourself in them. 
admiring someone else's achievements when you're seeing them succeed, especially someone who you identify with. You're seeing yourself in them and you're more apt to believe that you can achieve it too. So if you look at it that way and you look at them as a model of what you can be, instead of drawing that line where you're comparing and distancing yourself from it, just try to reframe it in terms of, I'm so attracted and drawn to what they're doing and I'm comparing myself in that way because there's something within them that I see in myself and I know that I can reach that goal or achieve that or create that or practice that characteristic in my life too and focus on that instead. Comparison can be a distraction, uh, but there's also a lot of other distractions. So I think the other thing that can kill our motivation is distraction and knowing what our distractions are and how to manage them can be really valuable. So as an example for workouts, maybe you know your schedule is changing with the seasons. Maybe it's summer and kids are getting off school or you're going to be traveling more, something like that. Plan for the change instead of letting it change what you do. I'll just say that one more time. Plan for the change instead of letting it change what you do. It just takes some Simple, focused time for you to reorient your calendar and set some new commitments instead of just falling off the bandwagon, so to speak. If that's really what you want to do and you want to stay committed, just reassess and create a new plan for a new season. And then the last thing I believe that can really affect our motivation that we have control over is our overall state and energy. Sometimes we just need to do something to change our state and shift our energy and that can get us into a different feel, different vibe for how we interact with that thing that we're wanting to do and our ability to stay motivated, so to speak. So try a new workout. Do something completely different than what you've been doing. Try a new recipe. Cook something new. Use that five-second rule that I talked about to take a first step forward and show yourself that you can be someone who does what you say you're going to do. You might even give yourself a break or a day off. That can shift things around, just giving you time to pause. You might change your outfit. It could be something as simple as that, putting on music, using essential oils. Like I said, that aroma can really shift our mindset in a powerful way. And I know some of these things sound very simple, but that's the shift that you need. And it needs to be simple because you're going to introduce it during those times when you're not feeling motivated. And so it doesn't, you don't want it to be challenging, right? The idea here is to just start. Go for small steps. And by that, I mean one step. Out of everything that we have chatted about, I want you to think about what's resonated with you the most, maybe even what triggered you a little bit, what triggered you the most, and what do you really want to finally change or do differently about your health, about your wellness, about your fitness, about your life. Write it down. Ask yourself why you want to change it until you come up with that soulful answer. And then think about all of the things that I shared in terms of those triggers that you can set for yourself, what you might be doing to make that motivation wane or kill that motivation in terms of comparison, and practice something that I shared that resonated with you. It could be the visualization. It could be incorporating the oils. It could be touching yourself when you find yourself comparing to someone, whatever it was that really resonated with you. I hope there was some kind of 
little gem that you heard that kind of takes you on a new journey with this. Because the thing is, you know, we're often too hard on ourselves. Motivation ebbs and flows, and that's normal. There are seasons in nature. There's inner seasons we have as women. If you've listened to the podcast, you know I've talked about that before. So the idea is to pay attention to what your body needs and just practice listening. Don't take it too seriously. Be playful. Choose something that's new and fun, even though it might not feel like the workout that you anticipated, for example. And when you need more motivation and energy, you know, sometimes letting go a little and incorporating more play is actually the answer. So I want to thank you for listening. As always, I appreciate you sharing this episode with anyone who came to mind that you think might benefit from hearing this. And if you like the podcast, make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there was something that really resonated with you, I would truly love to hear from you by getting a review from you on the podcast. So you can go to iTunes and do that, or you can do it right here on your podcast app and write a review for the Wild Wellness Podcast. And the thing is that actually helps the podcast to get over to more people who want to listen to it. So it really does help. Thank you again for being here. And now go live your one wild life.